Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $69.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, it's about the money. Show me the money! I'm with you. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. The money helps. I'm sure it helps, but y'all all all got enough to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number two of the Sports Hangover, 3701 Hyperville. In Mid-City, it is week two of our Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Mr. Scott Craig of the family of Katie's Restaurants here with us here as well. We'll chat with him. Uh, the Graf joined us, our number one, talked Pelicans basketball, and now turned to our attention, of course, to what took place yesterday. It was the day that many Saints fans had hoped and waited for. Oh, by the way, don't forget Mike Silva, head coach of the Colonels, will be joining us at 115. That's it. That's all I got. For the rest of the show here, other than Kenny Farrell supposed to stop by at 1.30. I'll see you when I believe it. No, I'm kidding. He's supposed to come on in and uh, and talk about the Jesters kicking off their regular season uh, on Saturday. But, Scott, it was something that you and I talked about last week going into the draft in the first round. Um, I liked everything that they did. And even still, as the draft ended on Saturday... Everyone was still anticipating and waiting. Can they sign the Honey Badger? I haven't seen anything like this where the fan base almost wished it into existence. And to see him yesterday wearing a Florida Lee hat, signing his contract, doing the media rounds and doing those things, it had to be, um, I think, special for a lot of Saints fans. It was their day. I mean, it broke down the link, the site of his jersey selling. It's shut crazy. down because of the amount of attention but 
I think now if they sign Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I know that with, was coming. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. with, uh, you know, Bring them all back. The, this, but you could have never sort of wished the Saints into signing anyone with Sean Payton. Right. Like, I don't care who it was from LSU. He wasn't signing them. I think he had a, from what I understand, he had a theory that signing local players is not good because of the situation they're in at home they didn't want he didn't want them to fall into bad habits because they were at home with all their friends you know i don't you know tyron matthews way beyond that right well i want to start with that with, with the fan base because it really was right i mean even the last couple of years when he was a free agent between the cards and, and the chiefs and in that second contract so many people just really wanted him to come back and then you just saw over the last couple of weeks him liking posts where he was photoshopped mm-hmm. on the saints jersey all those different things that's what he had to say yesterday uh specifically about the way the fans have been yeah i mean in particular the fans um you know i think uh, this is probably uh the most exciting fan base you know in all of football really um and, and then defensively you know i think that this defense they just have an identity, you know, that every time they take the field, they're going to hit everything that moves, and they're going to try to uh, play team ball, you know. And I think that's why, you know, they've been a really successful unit, you know, over the past, you know, five years or so. And so I'm just hoping that I can, you know, add to that. I'm hoping that I can, you know, come in and, and, and be a leader and, you know, uh, uh, make other guys' jobs, you know, easier. And we'll talk a little bit more about the fit and what he had to say specifically about Dennis Allen, his versatility, where he's going to be, but... Along the lines of just him wanting to be here. I mean, we talked about this last week. The guys at LSU, he's making, you know, speeches and things that nature with the team. He's on different shows. And it's just you got the sense and feel that he wanted to be here. And and it was something that he wanted to do. No doubt. And when you want something that bad, (laughs) it's going to (laughs) happen. Well, he was asked yesterday, when did he know that – the match with New Orleans was going to happen and, and that it was going to be a good match? Well, I think coming into free agency, I, 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 I've been fairly quiet. Um, you know, um, I, I've really been just kind of letting things play out. And, um, you know, the Saints was really the only visit that I went on. Um, and uh, I, I think from the get-go, uh, I knew where I wanted to be. Um, and from there, it's just all about everything kind of coming together and aligning. And so... Like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of people that was praying for me, rooting for me, and um, it, it just feels good to see it all kind of come together. But um, I've, I've kind of been manifesting this for, for a while now. You know, a lot of former teammates know this, um, but just to have this opportunity means a lot to me. Yeah, I mean, hear yeah. him. I mean, when he's saying he's right that, there. yeah, exactly. He's been signed for weeks. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, it just wasn't yeah. announced. Yeah. And the Saints went into this draft knowing they had Tyron Matthew in the bank. And, and, you know, that's, uh, that's strong, you know, so, I mean, that's probably the way the, some of the decisions they made in the draft. Talked a little bit more about the fact that, yeah, it's a dream to be back. It's most definitely a dream. Um, you know, I think, you know, having an opportunity to, to represent, you know, uh, this team, uh, to be a part of this locker room. I've always been a fan of the, the way Saints play football and, uh, just to have that opportunity means a lot to me and, you know, more than anything, I just want to, you know, take advantage of it and make the most of it. You know, and I think that's one of the things, too. Um, along the lines we're talking with Todd in hour number one about 
changing the culture in so many aspects of what exactly culture is. And I think part of that culture is wanting to come to work. I right. mean, you, you do this as somebody that owns restaurants or, you know, goes up the ranks too. When you start from the very beginning, if you're not happy to show up for your shift or if you right. feel that you're not comfortable there, it just affects everything else, right? It, I mean, it definitely it does, does, like in my kitchen. Yeah. You know, if they're back there and it's a bad culture and we've had some some what we call cancers in yeah. the kitchen before. And, you know, it, people don't want to work with them and they don't want to work here because we've had some, some bad culture. and. You know, now we've got great culture. So people, we really haven't had employee issues because I've got such a great culture here. But you and have to be aware of that. Starts you have at the to top want with that. the management. Right. You know, and you have same, to be aware. And at the same yes. time, you want people that are excited and happy to do it. And, and when you hear Tyron, you know, talk about that, about, hey, that this is where I want to be. Right. And, and, but to get to that point though, right? To feel comfortable to want to come back and to feel comfortable to want to do things. Um, I just think that adds to it because all of a sudden, you know, those bumps and bruises by week two right. or three, you know, you're, you're never healthy during a regular no. season. So all no. of that, though, changes because, you know, when he gets onto the field on that Sunday or He'll on a Monday or a Thursday, well, just in his mind, too, you know, when yeah, he sees the crowd and everything. He going. will will yeah. you to be healthy. It's like it's the same thing going on at LSU right now. I mean, Brian Kelly is creating yeah. a culture. It has they been keep something to hear. about yeah. culture. Yeah. You know, um, that's how many times was that word used when, when Scott Woodward was hiring Brian Kelly? It was culture, 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 right? You know, I mean, it just, it's, it's true. And now we have culture with the Pelicans. Well, along the Ever lines, since Todd showed up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Todd is the change in culture, no doubt about it. Right. I think one of the other change things, too, culture. that you see is this is not just a football decision, I think, for him. And you heard him say a little bit of that when he went to LSU to the point that you brought it up earlier in the show. There's a lot of people that believe that he wants to coach. Yeah. And whether yeah. it's locally here at the high school, like imagine the impact that he could have on high school kids, much less college kids. But you hear him speak about this yesterday. This is not just a I'm going to play football here type thing. He wants to do other things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think ever since I've, you know, really gotten comfortable and settled in, uh, I've always tried to come back home, you know, whether it be um, visiting family or, or doing things in the community. So um, I, I think at this point in my life, um, you know, being able to, to come back home and, and see family and, and do things in the community, not just New Orleans, but Baton Rouge as well. Um, I just look forward to doing those things. I, I look forward to to being around, you know, uh, my people, our people. And um, so uh, that, that's kind of like the reason, you know, I, I've been, you know, coming back, you know, lately, especially with COVID and everything we've kind of been through the last two or three years, um, just trying to be around family and people that, that really support you. Scott, we talked about this in our number one. It, it really is an incredible thing to sort of see. I mean, people celebrated, have celebrated the signing. You know, they, they've been wanting this to happen. And as I mentioned, his route to this point is different than, say, Zion's, or you mentioned Joe Burrow, which was being compared right. to, or Drew, or whatever. Um, considering the way he left the states, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a complete 180 degrees. But he's bringing back that experience. Right. And he's telling kids, I'm sure when he speaks to kids, he's telling them, look, you can change. You don't want to do this. You know, just stay away from this. Do that. You know, it, it, 
it hurt him a lot 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, he didn't get to play in the national championship game, you know, and of course he was drafted, but he was drafted later on. Absolutely. Because of these issues. I mean, he can teach that you don't have to go through all of that right. to be great. You know, and he's he's just become, he's found that personal focus. Here's and what he said yesterday about where he thinks he is right now in his life. Yeah, I think New Orleans has always been a great place. This has always been a great community. Uh, I, I think, you know, 10, 11 years ago, you know, when I was a 20-year-old kid, um, I, I think it was just important for me to kind of, you know, remove myself from, from certain things, certain environments, so that I can work on myself to get myself to a certain point to where I can come back home and, and, and be responsible and be the person that I know I can be. So, um, you know, it's been a great process. You know, like I said, I got great people that, you know, that support me, that I lean on. And um, so I think without those people and, and without, you know, my commitment to, to just trying to do things the right way, you know, I think this opportunity wouldn't even be in front of me. So, um, like I said, I'm just grateful, you know, to, to be here, to have this opportunity and to, like I said earlier, man, to, to be able to get in the community and, and really inspire these kids to, to be better, give them some hope. Um, I, I think that's what it's, you know, ultimately, you know, all about. It's good stuff. We're going to hear a little bit. listening to me? Yeah, well, <laughs> either that or you listened yesterday. I know? have not heard that. <laughs> I promise you I have not heard We're that. We're going to have a lot more of that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Mike Silva is going to be giving us a call here after this break. It gives me an opportunity to tell you about, you know, NBA playoff action. It's fantastic. No, it's not. It is. But mm. that's not what I'm telling you about. It's, of course, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. You can turn a small bet into a big payday with same game parlays. You can do it very simple. Um, total with the win. What's the total number of rebounds? Total threes made. Things of that nature. You can click in as many as you want. The more you click and add on, the bigger the payout can be. And also, they, they want to watch your back in case one leg doesn't happen. All customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Who else does that? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose if you're a new customer. And on any NBA team, bet five bucks for them to win. They do. You get $150 in free bets. When we come back, head coach Mike Silva of the Colonels joins us. It's the Sports Hangover. We are live at Katie's in week two of our Thursdays with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans.
Ford dealer in Lockport. They want you to know how important it is to keep your vehicle always running at its best. So to help you do just that, they want you to know that they can beat almost any tire price. And they have a $70 mail-in rebate on selected brands until June 30th. You can also get an alignment for $89.95. See their certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford Highway 1 in Lockport. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joeseptic at viscom.net. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse is ready for Cinco de Mayo this week. Yes, it's a celebration Thursday with lots of fun all day. There's two-for-one margaritas, two-dollar beer, plus two-dollar tequila shots as well. There's live music beginning at 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. Come pass a good time at El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse for the best food on the bayou. Great food and drink specials all day and live music. You can't beat that. So see you there at El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse in Raceland on Highway 1. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, welcome back. We're live at Katie's. Time to continue to talk a little baseball as we spoke with Matt Reiser. Showdown coming up in two weeks. Still got some business at hand, but we speak with the first place Colonels head baseball coach, Mike Silva. Coach, how are you this Thursday? I'm good, Gus. Man, how are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Like I, I told Matt a little bit ago, I said I, I didn't forget about you last Thursday. You know, it was the draft, game six of the Pelicans. So I don't want you to think I forgot about you totally. But um, since we last chatted, sir, the Southland Conference standings a little tighter. You, McNeese, HBU all tied for first place at 11-7 and seven in conference play. Did you expect this, sir? Uh, I'm supposed to say no, but yeah, I mean, I think anytime you're playing, you, you have to convince yourself first. And so, you know, once we got off to a good start against Southeastern, I felt like it was possible. And, you know, we've had some injuries. So after the injuries, I was concerned and, and uh, our kids just kept playing, man. So yeah, we're here. And, and, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, we kind of thought, okay, we have a legitimate shot to go ahead and win this thing. And last weekend we played UNO and they're really good. And, you know, we were fortunate to get two games out of that series, and you know, now with two left, we're at the top, and so tied with two other teams, we got a chance. So, yeah, I think we expected to be here at least, at least as as, as early as a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no doubt. Obviously, coach, when you take a look at where this conference is, I mean, you, you have some games to play in between here, but is that something you bring up to the team? I know a lot of times players will say you, you don't look at standings and things of that nature or, or do you guys sit there and say okay look this is what we got in front of us these are the teams around us and this is what we need to do how do you approach it 
Well, I think you have to talk about it now just because with social media and the access to it and you hear about it, they're hearing about it from everybody. They hear about it from sure. their friends, their parents, uh, from our supporters. So you're hearing about it every corner. So you can't really run from the elephant in the room. But, you know, we try to talk to them when the weekend starts, just focus on what our job is to do and in our preparation and, and uh, let the chips fall where they may. You can't, you can't, you can't play the game and be staring at the scoreboard or, and scoreboard watching uh, what other teams are doing the whole time. The game's hard enough as it is. So, Yes, we talk about it. This weekend's a gigantic weekend for us from the standpoint of, you know, McNeese and Houston Baptist play each other next weekend, so one of them is going to win that series. So mm-hmm. we got to take care of business this weekend down in Corpus, and then uh, we'll see what happens that final weekend. This past weekend, you guys took on UNO and uh, took two or three, one. Uh, you know, you, you got a 10-run you know rule on there as well, so you guys played, I guess, at the right time, the right amount of baseball there. Yeah, for sure. We played good, and uh, they didn't play particularly well on Friday. They played better on Saturday and Sunday, and you know, Saturday's game was really tough, and then Sunday they were they, they beat us, but they're a really good team. I think they're as good as anybody in our league, and you, like you said, our league's so clumped up. I feel like right. that, just like the league championship, anybody could realistically win it from, from a talent standpoint, and then when you get into the tournament, it's going to be wild, so it'll be a lot of fun, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's been, it's been a long time since Nichols has been in this situation. We're aware of that. Our kids are aware of that. I asked the kids the other day, did anybody think this is possible? You know, and they said they were realistic. They said until we started conference play and got some wins that we were hopeful, but when it comes yeah. to reality, it, it's exciting. And, and our players here haven't played these type of games down the stretch. Usually they're playing to try to get into the tournament or and, and, and not not to win the conference. And so, you know, hopefully we can finish this thing out. It would be really special for these guys. It's one of the hardest things, isn't it, Coach? I know for the last couple of weeks we've been talking about what Willie Green's been able to do in changing culture and getting teams to believe it, it really is a step, right? It's a bunch of different steps to becoming the quote unquote winning program, right? Yeah, I think there's steps from going to bad to average, average to good and good to great. Steps are just being really consistent. I think when you start to have a little bit of success, people think that they've done enough and that's really when the work starts. And, and we've kind of, you know, we, we've done a good job of communicating that to our players, and our players have, done, players have done a really good job of just continuing to work hard. You have success, work hard. You know, you have failure, wake up and work hard and, and put the time in and then enjoy in the process. I think sometimes, and I'm at fault for this, early in my career I was really at fault for this. Hey, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying these players. I'm enjoying our community. It doesn't happen all the time, and uh, it hasn't happened for a long time around here. Regardless of what happens down the stretch, this team has put our baseball program back on the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll always be indebted to them. And so I told them yesterday before we got, before we broke from practice, I just told them, look, we're going to go and we want to win this thing, but I want you to enjoy every second of it. It matters when you're relevant. It's important. You've earned the right to be here. And uh, it, it's part of the growth of our program. And I'll never be able to repay this group everything they've done for me and, and for our community because I do think that uh, this isn't going to be a one-year wonder. And, and come along those lines, you go back to, to the game against LSU earlier this week, right? You guys are down uh big early i mean what's 10 nothing you get a run in the eighth and then five in the ninth i mean that that's that's kind of that no quit attitude that can kind of carry on later on huh yeah just keep playing you know just that's that's kind of our keep punching's up in our motto and what we've used all year but really just keep playing the game you don't know i mean i've had two outs in the ninth with a five six ten run leads before on the other side have been lost and so you know just keep playing the game keep, keep having good at bats don't be in a prisoner of the scoreboard and be a prisoner of the competition and and the process, and, and our kids have done a really good job of that. So, look, I w- we would like for nothing more than to be able to go home to Thibodeau next weekend in front of our fans and our community that means so much to us. 
and have a chance to win this thing. But ultimately, Corpus is really good. They just put it on UPRGV last night, who's a really good team in the WAC. And so it's going to be challenging. I just want our guys to wake up every morning excited to go to the ballpark, really embrace this opportunity, and enjoy every second of it because there's not very many teams this time of year that are still playing for championships. That's where I was going to go into next, Coach. When you take a look at AM Corpus Christi, comparing, you know, standing seedings, you can look at it one way like that. But at this point, when everything is so precious, you only have two series left, um, you do take it, right? Every inning, every pitch, every game at a time here. And I was going to ask you about this team, and you just kind of told us they're, they're playing pretty good baseball. It, it's, it's kind of when you face them, huh? Yeah, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. We've always said that. And- they're playing good. They have a good team. They have one of the best offenses in the league. They have some power arms. They're really well coached. They're experienced. I mean, it's going to be the same as every other week, and it's going to be really hard. And then going on the road, about right. a 10-hour bus ride down there, and uh, we're on the road right now. And so, you know, it's, it's a challenge to go down there. But like I told the guys, it's supposed to be hard. And if you've never won a championship before, you don't. it's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to have to go down there and overcome some and, and, and the travel and everything else. That's, that's part of the process. And got to earn the right to, to, to have a chance to win it at home. And so, yeah, man, we're, I'm excited. It's fun to be on the bus with these guys. It's fun to be together. They've been a great group all year. And regardless of what happens this weekend or down the stretch, it's not going to change how I feel about this group. Sounds good. And Coach Mike Silva joins us on Thursdays, even when he's on a bus heading over to a road series. 24-17 and 17 overall in first place over the Southland Conference standings. Coach, good luck. Bring home a couple W's. We'll talk again next week. Probably not on uh, what you guys play on Thursday, right? Yes, sir. All right, so we'll probably do it like uh, on. Oh, okay, I think we play we'll, Friday we'll, this weekend. Yeah, you play I Friday. I haven't yeah, got past this weekend. Yeah, we'll I, figure it out. I got you. I just looked at it. They Southeastern plays on Thursday, so I just got to try to make sure when I get everybody on. Thank you as always, man. Appreciate it, Coach. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yep, for sure. And Coach Mike Silva. You did your best there, though. They took two well, out of three. From I, the I, I know. Well, I mean, you're a privateer. I am a privateer. I know. I'm a, I'm a Blake team. Okay, my guy. Southern Miss Golden Eagles beat everybody, so we're good. Whoa. <laughs> what a great program. Well, actually, they are. They're, you know, they're they are number three they're in the very, country. They're yeah, very good right now. Pretty good. Are they it's, number three in the yes, country? Yes, they are. Southern Miss? Yes. Is ranked number three in yeah. the country. Yeah. In Division One baseball. Yeah, why is it so hard for you to believe? I haven't looked at yeah. it. I just do. They're pretty good. Who did they steal? Wow. <laughs> see how it is. Head coach Kenny Farrell's joined us. Your, your segments in three minutes. How are you, though? I'm doing fine. You're doing fine. Doing fine. Yeah, You've been to Katie's before, huh? Oh, I love it. You I know what's really place. what's incredible is, and I, I don't I don't think I'm 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 much different from a lot of different people here, Scott. I I've been here several times. Yes, I've just never really been here to eat. <laughs> oh, that's that's come, why you come here. So I, I come for, I come for the Sunday brunch. <laughs> oh, oh! You're talking about for the, the bottomless, bottomless mimosas. mimosas yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I come. Okay. I'm just letting you know. I mean, I'm being honest well, with you. I, you know, we are very well. Like when known I was looking at brunch. the when I was looking at the menu this week, it literally was, was like looking at it for the first time. We're very well known for our brunch. I started it. Yeah. You know, I don't know, 11 years ago. Yeah. And um, before the brunch fad had really taken off, right? And now it's really taken off. That's a staple. So. um we are open seven days a week. <laughs> for, for other days. For other days. <laughs> for other reasons. So, you know, we do have award-winning pizza yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Great. The Graf Tacoma pizza. The Graf Tacoma yeah, pizza. Yeah, you did. But, no, in all honesty, I mean, it's true, Kenny. Not that I, that should surprise you, but I, I've been here several <laughs> times. I just yes. have not been here to 
quote unquote eat lunch or dinner. It's, well, what would you be doing if you weren't eating <laughs> Do you lunch know, I've or never, dinner? I've never had a mimosa here. You've never had I don't one drink, of your I don't mimosas? ever drink at no. work. Oh, well, that's true. I guess ever. you're right. I guess I probably I used to drink at work that. a lot back, <laughs> back in know, the day. Back. Well, then the other thing too, it's um when I think about the brunch, I mean it's like a plastic cup. It's, it is, it's like, man. It's, it's like a bottomless plastic right. cup. It's, it's like, it, you know, it's like it's got a hole it's in a Mardi it. Gras cup, right? So, I mean, it's a Katie. You get to right. take home your Katie's cup. It's not like a, oh my you know, God. it's not like a, a little flute or something oh my, like that. No, it's which, cold. Which still wouldn't be a bad I mean, the flutes, I mean, no, you're you, filling them all day. You're giving us a Mardi Gras cup that's cup. bottomless. Just, Load it up, baby. <laughs> Gus, would you be fluted leaving here? Um, we, yes. Well, the good thing about it is the crew that I've always come with and, and my buddies, we all know that when we are coming here for brunch, we are not driving. <laughs> so it's that simple. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> that's good to know. That's how it works. But that's why. Give us a cup, man. Do not drink and drive. <laughs> no. Well, no. now we give you a cup and a pitcher. A cup and a pitcher. Like you're, like you're drinking <laughs> oh, a, goodness. you know, a, yeah. you're taking a pull off the draft. Yeah. You know? That's how it works, man. That's All awesome. Right. Uh, we're live at Katie's. When we come back, we'll talk. Are you a big soccer fan? I love soccer. You like yeah. soccer, huh? Yeah. Um, Arsenal, my, bro. My, my little oh. guy went to, uh, oh. to, to his very first clinic a couple weeks so. ago. Yeah. You know, that you, that you held. It was fun. We've been still practicing in the backyard some of your drills. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff so we're ready better. to do that. But you actually got real soccer well, to get ready to coach here Well, we started. We, we started uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, yeah. but we, uh, we're getting official over there in Old Metairie in the fall. So we need to see your child there nice. no, every I'm, week. It, I, yeah. He is absolutely – he likes it. It was fun. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. the videos and everything. It was fun. Uh, it's, it, it's hard for me. Can I be an assistant, though? It's hard for me just to stand by. Well, I could uh, have you lay out a few cones every now and again, and maybe I'll train you I up a little it, bit. It's you hard can. for me to just, like, not be a part of it. I can bring you in. Okay. I can train you up. You that can would, train me. I can train you yeah, up. Train me what you yeah. need I'll, me I'll, to do. I'll coach you up. There we go. That? that sounds good. Kenny Farrell on the Jesters kicking off their season next on ESPN in New Orleans. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-511-3535. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-511-3535. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-511-3535. 800-511-3535. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. It seems to me, and I have no way of knowing this for sure, that some part of Aaron Rodgers wants or needs attention. Like, why do you publicly talk about, I don't know if I'm going to stay. I predicted whatever was worked out, it would be a situation where Rodgers could get out at the end of every year because I think he wants everyone in that same position next year. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. That is the number to call when we ask you to give you your opinions on Tyron Matthew. All third hour, just be me and Craig and you chit-chatting. We want to hear about you and your feelings that the Honey Badger is back. Got more sound that we'll play from him speaking with local media yesterday. So we'll do that here in a quick second. We're live at Katie's, our second week of Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday will be at one of the family member of restaurants of Katie's. So today's Katie's. Last week was Francesca's Deli. Where are we going to be next week? Have we decided oh, yet? Let's see how we feel. Let's see how we feel. <laughs> it's up to you. He's the, he's the guy who's going to decide it since he's, you know. Are you Mr. Katie's or what do we call you? Mr. Katie's? Yeah, you know. Well, I've been here for 29 years. Wow. I used to live upstairs. Did you really? Yeah. That's actually the last time I came to brunch was upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Sad, it's all, it's, it really is. I'm telling you, it's all about yeah, the brunch I mean, for a lot, me here. A lot of it's got to do with Carver. Yeah. You can't go out and be an idiot anymore. Well, no, no. That is very true. Um, but, yes, please coach me up, Kenny Farrell, head yep. coach of the New Orleans Jesters. I am looking forward to the fall camp because, uh, yeah. A, I need to learn more about the game, and that would be a good way to learn about mm-hmm. the game uh, as being one of your – coached up assistance here mm-hmm. as well but you will not let me around your real team which starts off the season on saturday that's right yeah. can you believe it's here no i can't believe it's here it's come so quick are you ready yeah i think we're well i mean it's the first game of the season so you know we had a short run in as far as training is concerned always happens in this league that we don't get them for six to eight weeks prior so we've been training this week we look uh, we look good the players look good and we're, we're ready to go i want to remember Last season mm-hmm. didn't end the way you would have liked it to have no. ended, and especially because you didn't get a chance to play. That's right. We'd, um, we'd done it. Yeah, we went down to Jacksonville, who were number one, I think, in the country at the time, and we beat them away in a playoff game. We were going to what was called the, the Gulf Coast Conference Championship, which would have put us in the quarterfinal of the national championship. And um, the morning of the game, it was COVID, and the you know, six players tested positive, and we couldn't play the game. So we didn't forfeit. It was basically not played. Right. And the team went on to the semifinal that we should have played. And I felt I felt we were in a great place at the time. We were very confident going to play uh, Southern States. And I thought it was probably the best soccer we'd been playing all season at that point. You you know when you peak at the right time? Sure. Yeah. We just came off a brilliant performance in Jacksonville. And um, it was really disappointing. So basically the season ended there, but it never really ended for us oh. because we couldn't play the game. That had to be tough, huh? Extremely hard. You've worked hard all season. And, um, you know, we came back off a road trip that Wednesday. And uh, one of the players started feeling poor on Friday. So we had, you know, our medical team, Auctioner, as we were partners with Auctioner. Right. They came out and tested. They gave us a test, tested everybody. Six players tested positive. Hadn't gotten enough players to play the game. Mm, that's crazy. Uh, when you look at it from that perspective now, is every season, I mean, just different players, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we've been just talking, Scott, with um, 
the Pelicans, what are the next steps? The Saints are currently in their draft and trying to, you know, retool their roster. How much changing at your level of soccer is there with from year to year in teams? Well, our local players, the core local players that have been around for, you know, 10 years now, any 8, 9, 10 years, they are, you know, they're the heart and soul of the team. They're here every year. They perform at a very high level. They set the tone in the dressing room. They understand the love and passion for the city. They understand the, you know, the passion for the team. And, you know, the people that come to the games love these players. And what they also do is when they bring in players, like we're a mixture of local and overseas, um, they also kind of put their stamp on right. what's expected here and to embrace the culture, to embrace what we do. And um, it's it's really very good. But we do change over about five or six players every year. I've got two players from Argentina this year that will play up front. You know, we've got the midfielder from Holland. We've got wide players from Germany. We've got a Mexican player. So it's 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 a real mix of 50-50 local and 50% coming in. So how do you attract players, and why is it so hard to retain them? Well, I wouldn't say it's hard to retain them. At the level we play at, um, for people that don't understand, you know, the, the lower-level leagues in the United States, we're probably similar to a double-A baseball team. So the lifespan of a player, while they're trying to move to the higher levels, isn't as long. You know, local players are great. They come back all the time, but they work and contribute in the city or contribute in the, right. you know, in the metropolitan area. That's great. But the other players are on their pathway, you know, to trying to make it into Major League. Like, we've got three players in Major League Soccer right now uh, that have come through the Jesters. We've got players that are in other leagues that are professional around the world. Uh, maybe not the top leagues, but lower-level professional leagues. So the lifespan of that player is really four years is a lot. It's really yeah. between two or three years, and then they say, you know what, it's not going to happen for me, so I better get a job, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Because they don't get paid much. No. No, living's provided, housing's provided, food's provided, you know, not a lot of money. Who uh, pays for traveling expenses? Well, we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get support. If we hit the playoffs, the league supports uh, traveling, you know, so, um, but everything's... Oh, so the league paid for you to go to Jacksonville? No, because no. That, that, that game was an in-conference playoff game. So you uh, win your conference and you go into, you go into, we're in the South region. But once we go to the South Region, then they'll start picking up the uh, the expense all the way through to the final. How do you guys travel? How did you travel to Jacksonville? Oh, on a bus? Yeah, bus. Yeah. We, we, we rent our own bus and we, we go in the bus. And, How important, yeah. obviously, is this level of play to, to the growth of the game, too? Because obviously, look, we can come out there on Saturday and check mm-hmm. it out at Pan American yeah. Stadium. And I think it, it is a, a level of basketball, as you mentioned, it, it, double A to triple A to getting to MLS and then, yeah. you know, overseas and stuff. These are guys that are trying to get better and go to that next level. And, and it is a chance for, I guess, local kids here that play because we've mentioned this, and Scott, you see this as well, especially by where I live in Lafreniere or, or these playgrounds. On Saturdays and Sundays, it's a joke. I mean, mm-hmm. it's there's not a pitch of grass. Mm-hmm. They don't have a soccer game being going on. And we've seen, you know, different type of structures be yeah. built to to have soccer now year round yeah. and everything so the game is absolutely growing it's important to have a team here isn't it yeah th- there's no question this level is very important in the city what it does is there's three ways to answer that Gus. if you look at it from you know the big picture in the united states like i was in u.s soccer house last week and i was chatting with the ceo of the u.s soccer and he was asking about the impact of, of this game and i said really it's the world cup in 26 four and a half years that we've got a world cup this winter in qatar okay. But we have a World Cup here. The investment that's going to come into it at, for between in the next four years into the game at this level, I think is going to be the biggest it's ever seen. And it's going to come from overseas and local, locally. But when you look at for players in the city, if I was training and playing in this city, my best platforms and pathways 
to get identified at a higher level is going through our system because we have standing and we're recognized. You can play in youth teams and they can tell you anything. Go to a college showcase, go here. It really doesn't work. What you do is if you make it into the MPSL team, like my reserve team is on the 19s, they just won the Gulf Coast Championship. But the reserve team are basically all on the 19s except three players. Well, a lot of those players are 17 and 16, and they're playing in that, and all of a sudden someone's saying, well, hold on a second, I need to take a look at it, because you're building a profile for the player. So it's very good for the players that way. And then in the third respect is we're basically building a foundation at this level for when the next level comes in above it, which is Division 3 or 2 or 1, which would be Major League Soccer. So we're, we're kind of impacting the community in a lot of good ways. And that story needs to be told more and more. And we've had a lot of results from it. So, as I say, the next four years is going to be very interesting. Um, for me, I'm more interested in Saturday night. Now I'll get to that later <laughs> after the season. But, uh, but, uh, but it's going it, to, it's very impactful and, and it can be for players, for club and community. And it, you should be a part of your community if you have one of these teams. You know, we have some pretty good soccer programs in high schools. Yeah. In, in New Orleans. At Brother Mark. Certainly. Yeah. Cheswick. Yes. Uh, St. Paul's. Yes. Do you guys get any of those young players that try out? Yeah. Or you do? Yeah, absolutely. So Patrick Mullins, who played for Jesuit, mm-hmm. is now in Major League Soccer, plays for Toronto FC. Mm-hmm. Andrew Tarbell, who played for Mandeville Soccer Club, played for us. He started playing for us when he was 16, mm-hmm. and he is now in Major League Soccer playing for uh, Austin FC. Um, so, yes, those players, it's very important to this club at this level to find the best young talent here. They may not be good enough to start on our team at 16, 17, but by the time they're 18, 19, they can be pushing in. But in that meantime, they will be looking to either play at college or move somewhere else, and we're actually providing them a platform where they'll get identified because they won't be recognized unless they're playing at this level. I mean, that's when the top coaches are going, okay, there's a diamond down there. Tell me about him. Right. And that's what happens. I'm really disappointed, and so is Gus, that you didn't mention any Brother Martin guys. <laughs> so, you know. Let no, me you have to see. think about it. Well, it's fine. <laughs> it's Carver. Maybe Carver will well, be Well, so, so there's one player. we just give you an example. There's one player that started training with us uh, 12 months ago at 16. He'd basically given up the game. He didn't think there was a future for him. We brought him back out. He's played for Lusher. Uh, Russell Brown, he, he never broke into the first team last year, but he had a tremendous season with the second team, the reserves, and he had another great season with the reserves this year. He will see the field this year, and there's already interest in him from outside. Well, he wow. would have been lost, absolutely lost, and no one would have even known about him if we didn't provide this platform. By the way, I could sit here and ask him questions all day. Sure. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, but as you mentioned, your focus now is on Saturday night, yep. 7 o'clock. Over at Pan American Stadium, which, by the way, if you got kiddos, what, little face yeah. painting, little things of that nature before it again? Oh, yeah, we have petting ponies, face painting, <laughs> you name it, nice. you name it. The way you said that, you're not going to be a part of that, though, right? Oh, I'm, I'm basically <laughs> anyone. No, I don't remember speaking to anybody. I know the players to paint their face. Yeah. He's so. focused. He's locked it. If you've never seen yeah. Coach, uh, so coach the, during a game. One yeah. of the nicest things about it is, like, is you know, the, the, fam- the kids of the families invade the field at halftime. We have to clear it off. Right. And then afterwards, they don't leave for an hour. They're all running around. They're all having a great time. They're out on the field. They're mixing with players. They're having a great time. So it's really a good, fun night out and an inexpensive night out as well. And, and Scott, I, I, you're now going to be familiar with this. Kenny and I, a while back, two, three years ago, um, I think I can stop a penalty <laughs> kick from him. And he's like, not a shot. He actually thinks I'm going to break my hands trying to do it. Actually, um, 
I would end up in traction, so I wouldn't well, even try. I, I like I, getting tased. We're, we're going to do this one day after one of your games. You'll go out there and, uh, you know, especially maybe after a loss. Eesh, you might have a little little pepper on that leg, huh? You um, are going to run so far away when yeah. they start belting the ball at you. You're yeah, you know, run so I don't far think away. I don't. Actually, I'd like to watch that. You like to watch that? Yes, I would. I, I'm going to do that, <laughs> but uh, let's focus on the start of the season again. This is game one. Yes. And Mobile. it's against AFC Mobile. Yes. Who are they? How are they? You got about three minutes. Second year, they um, their first their inaugural season was last season. Uh, they produced a very good side for a first season. We tied them twice. Um, I expect them to be the same this year. Tough to beat. Um, they are well organized team. Uh, they've got great ownership group. They've got the same idea we have about okay. about building for the future. And uh, they'll come in and they'll be ready to play. And that's all I can say about them is, but they they do have some extremely good players on the team. We're ready for them, though. All right, you're ready to go. What, what is your expectation level this year? Obviously, trying to get into the postseason yet yeah. again. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's the same as last year. I want, I want to, you know, obviously, I'd like to win the Gulf Coast Conference, but I, I, I think we can. It's just that there's a lot of parity in the teams. There's a lot of very good teams in this league, and um, I think once we get there to the playoffs, that we need to be striding better than everybody else so we can move on. And hopefully not get COVID right at the end of it. <laughs> hopefully that won't be the issue uh, moving forward here as well. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for having us. Yep, sure. Quick break. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines and we'll continue our discussion. We've still got to look at the games last night, the NBA scoreboard there as well. So we'll touch on all of that and more. We are live at Katie's 37-01 Iberville. Scott Craig, let's cat and go with you. That was Kenny Farrell. Go check out the game on Saturday, 7 o'clock at Pan American Stadium. We'll be back on your home for Pelicans Basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in the Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
out today. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Gus Kattengau with you. It is Sports Hangover live at KD's 3701. Iberville. And uh, I, I had a had a breakdown there a little bit. Just went and ordered a uh, little crawfish beignet. Got to try it. Got to try it. I saw Lee walk in here as well. Oh, my gosh. Scott brought it by that fast. 800-998-1003. Sam chiming in. Uh, thank you, bud. How are you from the best bank? Hey, Gus. That, that's great service. I can tell you're not 18 and terrible. Thanks for getting to me right away. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no I, problem. I don't follow baseball at all, period. But I knew USM was in the top three. There you, you know, go. and I, there it, you go. It, 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 it's a shame they don't get more coverage around here. You know, they seem fixated on 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 the five hundred team up the road. You know, but congrats. And I don't even follow baseball, but you know, it's good for our area. All the schools, Nichols, USM, everybody. You know, yeah. I, I, I pull for everybody. You know, but uh, uh, but they don't get text uh, with Tyran. Uh, is uh, Gus still there? Or I mean, um, uh, uh, Todd's still there? Or he moved on. No, Todd left. Todd's gone. Uh, okay. Celebrity appearance out the door, getting limo and leave. Okay, I got that's you. It, that's, uh, that's, man, you did, did a great job much. on the free game shows. And, uh-huh. and only uh, Ollie this morning um, on a big station pointed out how the Pelicans gave the Suns a rougher time than Dallas is so far. How cool would it be right. if, if, if the Pelicans series was the toughest road for their championship? And I'm pulling them because pull of Monty. Right. Uh, also, uh, and it's not just wishful thinking or the fact that when, when I when, when I when I anoint somebody as my favorite player, that seems to be a guaranteed plane ticket. And I mean, starting from <laughs> David West to right. Drew, and so like when I call someone my favorite guy, that guarantees a plane ticket. Aside from my sentiment, is it feasible for Josh to come back to lead the second unit along with Larry Nance? You know, because Snell's not coming back, I believe, because of contract. And I don't see where uh, uh, Devontae Graham fits into the roster that we – because he's not a bad player. He just didn't seem to fit in to what they're doing. So is it feasible objectively for Josh to come back? I think a lot of it has to do with, obviously, contract. Now, look, um, and and, and either – Because he wants to be here. Right. Uh, well, I, I, I also look at it. I look at it like this, right? There's place and where you get it on the draft and the different players that you may bring in or uh, yeah, not. Yeah, I, that's, look, I, so that's there's a little bit yeah. more to look. I think both sides probably wouldn't mind that here as well. And to your point, being able to have them in that second unit and do those things. Obviously, the fact he came for the playoff game, there's, there's definitely a communication and there's definitely a relationship that if somehow some way it could work i could see that maybe going that direction you know and i hope so because if you remember when 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 they put together you know when when uh and and and, and coleman's undefeated uh, right when, when when you know who dropped the ball in the franchise, oh by the way a week after that no call bounced us out so perfect timing on their part uh the unknown players uh but if you remember when Josh came here, he had all his Pelicans gear on right away, uh, kind of like Jameis during his rehab. All of his videos had him wearing Saints gear. It's like he's coming back. Why are we looking for another quarterback? But getting right. back to Josh, 
the first thing he told Griff, he says, I know you're trying to build a team. He says, I want to be here. Don't trade me. And that right. was before right. any success. Right. Josh told Griffin up front, don't trade me. I want to be here. You know, and I hope to, and also kudos to Jimmy from Gretna, West Bank Rick, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 up to, uh, all the diehards that was through one. And uh, once in a while, yeah, replayed like, like the end of the game a- after the one and 12. Right. It sounded like Todd was going to check himself in somewhere the next morning. Yeah. It's like, no, no. <laughs> and I, I'm just happy for all you all covering the team and all the diehards. You know, uh, West Bank, Rick, uh, General D, everybody. You know, the real fans. Yeah. You know, the bandwagon, pe- bandwagon people, man, but welcome aboard. You know, but I want to, and also the uh, ovation that the crowd gave them. I have mixed feelings. I wanted them to push it to seven, but looking back on it, it this will probably make sense to you all because y'all actually covered a team. I'm glad if we weren't going to advance that we were closed out at home. That way, the crowd could give the team. The, the ovation that they got. So I'm kind of glad that, it, that that we got closed out at home if it wasn't meant to be. And to everybody, I mean, when you listen to the post game, how long did that ovation go on? Yeah. For the longest. For the longest. You know, so. But I'm hoping to get Josh back, man. And again, good coverage, uh, all you all, throughout the whole year. And a good job by you on the pregame. I enjoyed it. Yep, no doubt about it. That's good. Sam from Gretna. Appreciate right, the phone call, man, for sure. Go Thank go you for all the... Yeah, here it is. Go Southern Miss. You see that? You see, even Sam knew that they were well, I hadn't top five. Yeah, you I know, know you haven't. Um, You're enjoying your meat. But let me tell you there. something. What? The bandwagon advantage. Yeah. To all you guys I, out I'm, there. I'm okay with it. That's fine. I'll, yeah, I know I'll, you I'll are. take fans, man. <laughs> I'll take fans as Lee but has sat down with us. They can't take credit for being... Great fans, unless That's you fine. were there and stuck to it. Like you we know all know I the diehards, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Lee, you, you had lunch, and I caught you right before you walked out wearing your Pelicans hat here. What did you have? I had a shrimp poor boy with extra shrimp. A shrimp poor boy with extra shrimp. Re- yeah, and you know what the thing about it, though, is that I felt like I shouldn't have maybe ordered the extra shrimp because right? it, it came out double stuffed. Right. <laughs> I asked for a shrimp poor boy. I guess it, they already stuffed it. But uh, I asked for extra shrimp. My brother, you don't need extra shrimp here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that here. Um, there, there was a table over to the right that had, I thought it was the barge. And you said it was just the shrimp platter? That was the seafood platter. That was the, that seafood, was the seafood platter. platter yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you see it? I did, guys, yes. Um, yes. That was ridiculous. I just stuck my, my arm in the crawfish. Uh-oh. My buddy uh, here just bang-ay. had the ribs. He just They're had up, the, the ribs. The ribs are up ribs. the chain. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm Done. not going to wipe off the um <laughs> The sauce that was on my arm, I actually just put it on my fork. You saw that, Lee. I did. Because I did. the sauce is uh, tremendous there in the crawfish beignet. I will try that during the top of the hour break. But, yeah, I wasn't going to out you, though. I, I, was gonna... no, I wasn't going to, you know, <laughs> wipe it on a napkin. He probably would have smacked me if I would have done something like that. Um, as always, though, man, you know, it's been fun kind of talking and listening to all the different people on it. And I know you called in yesterday about what we may or may not do and try to put in. You know, and, and it's crazy to see. The Mavs, and they got a guy in Luka Doncic that's incredible here as well. But, you know, Jason Kidd, and I'm looking at a soundbite that I'll play here in a little bit. He says, look, he needs more help. And that's what's crazy is that we're in this offseason, and we're going to a new season with the Pelsley, where it's just Zion's just going to add to it. And whereas a, yes. an offseason to go, Hopefully. you're sitting here going, you know, <laughs> I know you're not buying into it. But here's my thing. For the most part, 
we've had so many off seasons of how many different players you need mm. to be able to help him. Yes. And it's not the case here. Here is, can you just be you? If you can just be you, he's actually going to help the other team. Gus, you know what? If that th- makes sense. Gus, yes. One thing that, that we talked about, uh, we, we talked about, uh, the, the key thing was buy-in. Right. We talked about buy-in. And we're starting to realize that you don't need a whole bunch of uh, A-list guys on the team. You need maybe a couple of stars, or maybe three superstars at most, and the rest of the guys need to be buy-in guys. Everybody needs to buy-in. And I think Willie Green's proven that. You know, And I, I talked to you earlier today when I called in when, when Tom was here, and I, and I was talking about what I was hearing about Damian Litter. Yep. And, you know, and I'm wondering, okay, what you have to do to uh, get into the luxury tax? And it's, I guess, ultimately up to the owner if the owner wants to pay that money to bring a championship in. But I'm saying to myself, well, if Damien wants to buy into what we're doing here and CJ has sold him on, hey, bro, you need to come on down here and play with Willie Green, maybe he, maybe he'll come for a little bit less. Maybe he'll come for less to win a championship. To play with Little, to play with Zion. Maybe Willie Green get on the phone and, and, and we talked about that buy-in. Maybe right. he make a, maybe he makes a flight up to Portland and recruit him. Maybe he does. I can't pay him. Well, that's the thing, man. Money's going to be money at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'll say this to Damian Lillard's, you know, credit. Even this off during the season, he, he was like, I want to do it here, you know, and I want to win it in Portland. And, that's pretty remarkable in today's NBA. You know, I mean, he still has said that, you know, that he wants to do that. And I think it's, it's pretty cool, though, for him to say, I, I see the fun that CJ's having, and he wants to sort of bring that as well. But well, John is still doing cool it to do that. in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Giannis, yeah. Giannis, Giannis is, yeah. he's changed that narrative about small market. No doubt, man. He, he de- definitely All right, my friend. Thanks for stopping by. Come and have lunch, man. Absolutely. Appreciate thanks, guys. Hey, there he goes. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. All right, hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. Get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime Sound of the river, you're stopping your whole everything Jose, how much longer till this dough's ready? No one can bake gluten-free vegan goodies better than Surrey. Wait, both Jim and Marion's last days are the same day? But he needs to whip up a new shift lead without interviews burning his time. Gotta get interviewing before my calendar is cooked. 